This morning is taken from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let me just lead us in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we pray please now that as we think about Jesus and who he is, you would open our eyes more to his greatness and his glory and that we would understand why he came and that we would respond to you. Amen. So, we're celebrating the birth of a baby, the birth of Jesus. He's not just a baby. In lots of ways he was an ordinary baby. We just sang in that song about him being helpless, about him crying, and he would have done all of that. But he wasn't just a baby. We've been going, starting to go through Matthew's Gospel as a church in Advent, and now we get to Jesus' birth. And in that passage that Jean just read for us, it tells us how Jesus was not just an ordinary baby. And we're going to think about two things about how he was unique. And those two things relate to the two names in the passage. The two names. Now, where are we in this passage? Of course, at the beginning of the passage, um, we see Joseph is not in a good way. He was supposed to marry Mary, but then they found out that she was pregnant and he knew he wasn't the dad, so he decided, that's it. The marriage is off. But then he has a dream. And in his dream, there's an angel. And the angel tells him that the baby is from the Holy Spirit. So yes, Joseph isn't the dad, but neither is any other human father. He comes from the Holy Spirit, this baby. And the angel says, then in verse 21, this... She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So we have the first name. The first name in the passage is Jesus. 
And Jesus means God saves. It means literally the Lord saves. Now we're going to have some actions for this. Uh, so actions for each name. And the actions for this first name, I'm going to say Jesus. And we're all going to join in by saying God saves, for which the actions are this. God saves. All right, so ready to join in. You might, if you've got your Bible open, you might just want to put it on your lap, put it next to you. Keep it open, though, if you want. Okay, you ready? Jesus, God saves. Do join in with the words on that as well. I know it's Christmas Day and you're sort of thinking about lunch and all that kind of thing. But let's pay attention to this and join in with it so that the children don't feel embarrassed on their own. Everyone join in with the words at least, even if you don't feel like doing the Pilates. Ready? Here we go. Jesus, God saves. I think you could do it louder. Jesus, God saves. That's better. That's great. Okay. So Jesus means God saves. And the explanation is, no, the explanation that the angel gives is because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this is quite incredible. This angel knows what's going to happen in this baby's life. This angel knows what the baby is going to achieve in its life. Now, that's quite unusual. Uh, People don't generally know, mums and dads don't know what their babies are going to achieve in their lives. Neither does anyone else. Mums, when they're pregnant, can go to a clinic to have a picture taken of their baby. They can have an ultrasound. And it might look something like this. But the person doing the ultrasound can't do what the angel did. It's not like when you go for the ultrasound, it's not like the person doing it can say, oh, well, yes, I can see baby developing well, it's got a good-sized head, uh, all the limbs, everything else in the right place, doing well. Oh, and by the way, you are to name him Doug because he will dig trenches for a living. (laughs) Or you should call her Daisy because she will be a gardener. Or you are to call her Taylor because she will make clothes. Or you are to call him Rudolph because he will have a very big red nose. (laughs) They can't tell, sorry about that, they can't tell what the baby is going to do in its life. But this angel does. This angel says, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. which shows us Jesus' mission when he came. Right from his birth, his mission was to save people from their sin. He didn't come here primarily to give us advice as to how to live, nor what to do about global warming, nor what to do about wars, although the Bible has things to say that are relevant to all those things. They're not unimportant. But Jesus' mission was to save people from their sin because sin is our biggest problem, our biggest need. We've said before that you can remember, a helpful way of remembering what sin is, is this little acronym. Sin is us... And humanity, we all do it, saying to God, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your rules. Although God is the rightful ruler of all people, the loving ruler of all, yet we as humanity say, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your rules. I'm going to live my life my way. 
And that's a big problem because that separates us from God. We reject God and God should rightly reject us. But Jesus came to deal with our sin. That when he died on the cross, he was taking what we deserve so we could be forgiven. And did you notice it's so good that the angel says this, she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He will do it. It's not like the angels were doubtful. Not like the angels appeared to the shepherds and said, well, God's got this good plan. Jesus is going to come along and we kind of hope that he'll do it. We hope he'll manage it. We hope that the cross will do it. Fingers crossed, everyone. No, the angel says he will save his people from their sins. The angel doesn't just know what Jesus will do. He knows it's going to be successful. He's going to achieve it. Now, we do all need this forgiveness that Jesus came to achieve, which maybe doesn't quite fit with the kind of Christmas feel. You know, the Christmas feel that we all want is that kind of cosy feel. It's the food, it's the watching TV, it's kind of comfy. It's the one day in the year when you want everyone just to say, everything's all all right. But the angel didn't say, he will come to tell you everything's okay. You're all doing really well. No, Jesus came to save because everything is not okay. It's not okay with the world and it's not okay with you and me. You might have felt, as we went through the service so far, we got to the bit where we confessed our sins, and it kind of felt like a bit of a gear change, didn't it? A bit of a, uh, bit of a you know, grind in the gears kind of in the service, because you go, you've gone from being buzzy and, you know, on that very first Christmas to confession. But actually, that's exactly right. Because Christmas is saying to us, we're not all right, we need forgiveness, But Jesus came to be the saviour so that we could be forgiven. We need saving from our sin. Jesus came to do it by his death. So even this morning, if you've never done it in the past, will you today come to Jesus and ask him for that forgiveness that he won? Ask him to forgive you, to save you, It's what he came to this world to do. And he would love to do it for you. So the first name, Jesus, is God saves. Okay, let's try and do it together again. Ready? Jesus, God saves. Someone later on today says to you, you were at church this morning and you heard about things, you've heard about Jesus. By the way, what does Jesus mean? Jesus, God saves. Thank you. And now we're going to think about the second name. And we find that in verses 22 and 23. So uh, you're going to need to look at that in your Bibles. uh, If you can find it, if you want to go back to it. So we're page uh, 966, because we're verse 22 and 23. So verse 22 and 23. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, so the second name is 
Emmanuel. And what does that mean? Well, it's there in the text, isn't it? God with us. Okay, so, Emmanuel, God with us. Okay, so we've got actions for this one as well. So, Jesus was God saves. Emmanuel, we're going to go God with us. All right, so he came down, God with us. Okay, so ready? Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, God saves. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, God saves. Oh, it's great watching you do that. Lovely. We could keep doing that for hours, but we won't. Okay, this next bit, in those verses, what you see actually is, this isn't what the angel said in the dream. This is Matthew saying, this is what is written about this child in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah. Now, if you've been here for the last few weeks, you'll know Matthew, right from the start of his gospel, wants to say, uh, to say that Jesus is connected to the Old Testament. He takes us through the genealogy uh, at the beginning of Matthew's gospel. And here again, he's saying, look, Jesus fulfills something written 700 years before. In fact, there are loads of times in the opening chapters of Matthew's gospel where Matthew says, this connects back to the Old Testament. This fulfills what was prophesied. Jesus fulfills so many things from the Old Testament that point to who he is. And here it's to do with the fact that he is God with us. That verse in the Old Testament saying, actually this virgin who gives birth to a child, that child is going to be God with us. That's who Jesus is. The one who made all things, who sustains all things by his powerful word, who is all-powerful, all-knowing and losing none of his divinity is born on earth. Here are some of the things that the Old Testament says about God and you could obviously pick out loads more. Here are some of them. That he is great. That he's glorious. That he's everlasting. That he's holy. That he's the almighty Powerful, creator, majestic, and king of kings. And Jesus is all of those things, born as a baby. This sets Jesus apart from all other babies that have ever been or ever will be. It is God himself come to us, born as a baby. Another preacher tries to get across the enormity of this in this way. When we know that when something big and heavy hits, it normally has a big impact, doesn't it? If a big elephant hit ice, thin ice, it would smash the ice. If a huge meteorite, asteroid, whatever it is, I'd have to ask Max which it is. But a meteorite, asteroid, if it's something big like that hits Earth, it's going to have a massive impact. Tidal waves and earthquakes and that kind of thing. God himself coming to Earth has a big impact. And when he comes into our lives, he has a big impact too. Because if he's just another baby... It doesn't make that much difference. There will be lots of babies born today who won't have any impact on your life. But since Jesus is not just a baby, 
since he is God, when he comes into this world, when he comes into your life, he has the right to change whatever he wants. He has the right to create an earthquake in your life and my life. He has the right to say, I'll change this in your life. I'll get rid of that. I want you to start doing this. I want you to stop doing that. He has the right to do it all. He has the right over it all. And yet again, this isn't the comfortable Christmas that you were wanting. The warm, comforting, glowing fire. No, this is reality. God comes to us and it isn't comfortable. It's brilliant and it's a huge challenge. God comes to us and when God comes into your life, he turns it upside down. That's what being a Christian is like. Wonderful and uncomfortable. And if we say, well, I don't want that, uh, you can't change that part of my life, you can't, can't have that bit of my life, I, then actually we're not relating to him as God with us. Now, as a Christian, we're going to say, Jesus, as God with us, you have the right over my whole life. Do what you want with my life. I know you're God and I know you're loving. And so what you want is best. He comes to us as an asteroid hitting Earth, but a good asteroid. Be changed by him. If you're not yet a Christian, see who he is. Come to him. It is the most wonderful thing to do, to bow before him as God. It is uncomfortable but it's the very best thing. And if you're a Christian, know that God has plans for you, for you and me, that we know nothing about yet. For the coming year, our job is to trust him. He's God with us. It's exciting and uncomfortable. So, the two names we practice them one last time I think we need to you ready Jesus God saves Emmanuel God with us and can I encourage you later on today to think about this as well and think about how what did we think about this morning it was the two names think about them and what they mean the significance of who Jesus is because he's not just a baby let me lead us in prayer Father, thank you that Jesus came to save us. Father, thank you that uh, we do need saving and the Saviour came, that he came to die for us, that we might be forgiven. Help us, Father, each one of us to come to Jesus for that forgiveness. And thank you that Jesus is God with us, comes to this world, comes to our lives and has a huge impact. Help us, therefore, Father, to bow before him and to bring every part of our lives under him and under his kingship. And help us today, Father, to celebrate Christmas that Jesus came. Amen.